0: Hello and welcome to the Every Child, Every Day podcast. I'm your host, Rob Arnold, superintendent of Amherst County Schools. As the new school year approaches, students and parents experience many different and completely normal emotions. Some students are extremely happy and excited for a new school year to begin. But many students have very different and sometimes more negative thoughts and feelings about the new year. Many parents may also be worried about their child starting the new school changing school districts, facing a more rigorous academic year, or dealing with difficult social situations. Often, the fear of the unknown, classmates, teachers, the school building, is the most stressful for family members, whether it's the children hopping on the school bus or their parents who have to wave goodbye. The end of the summer and the beginning of a new school year can be a stressful time for parents and children. While trying to manage work in the household, parents can sometimes overlook their children's feelings of nervousness or anxiety As school begins, working with your children to build resilience and manage their emotions can be beneficial for the psychological health of the whole family. Fortunately, children are extremely capable of coping with change, and parents can help them in the process by providing a setting that fosters resilience and encourages them to share and express their feelings about returning to school. On today's show, we'll sit down with two of Amherst County Public Schools' resident experts to provide you with some helpful advice on getting the year started off right. Today's guests are two Amherst County School Counselors, Ms. Lauren Kirshner and Ms. Kristen Maddox. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right, if we could start by having uh, you guys introduce yourself to the listeners.
1: Um, well, I'm Kristen Maddox. I am the school counselor at Amherst Middle School. This will be my second year with um, Amherst County Public Schools as a school counselor. Um, I received my bachelor's degree in psychology at Lynchburg College, and then I re- went on to receive my master's in school counseling at Liberty University.
2: And my name is Lauren Kirshner. I am the school counselor at Central Elementary School. This will be my sixth year at Central and 11th as a school counselor, which is crazy. It's gone by really fast. Um, I went to William & Mary for undergrad and majored in psychology and got my uh, master's in EDS in school counseling at James Madison University.
0: All right, thank you both for joining me. And so as a parent that has a child mm-hmm. that has uh, recently, uh, last year, come to a new school division um, and dealt with some of these these transitions and some of these these stressor, stressors, um, I think it's pretty important for us to st- start the conversation uh, about how how to determine whether or not your child is is having anxiety towards going back to, to school. Young people, teenagers in particular do a very good job of not communicating. Uh, with their parents and telling them exactly how they feel, so maybe uh, give the parents uh, listening a little bit of advice on how to to ter- to determine whether there's anxiety in their child or or what to look for, possibly.
1: Well, I think that anxiety and nervousness is completely normal, and it's not something to be alarmed by as a parent, it's important, I think, to handle it calmly and to let the student know or your child know that um, what they're experiencing, that everyone is most likely experiencing some of these same things. Um, But anxiety and nervousness can come about in different ways. Um, They can show them through physical symptoms. They could... um, I'm trying to think of, like, other ways, physical symptoms. I know they may visit the nurse. They may not want to come to school. They may tell you they have a headache right. um, instead of some of those things. So, you know, talking well, with your child. Well, it's
0: interesting because mm-hmm. we did a podcast mm-hmm. in May about testing the anxiety. Stephanie it's very and Josh, similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the illness mm-hmm. that the comes with yeah,
2: it. So. Yeah. And I think, you know, at the elementary level, we, we see a lot of that. You know, my stomach hurts. My head hurts. Um Certainly, tears sometimes, um, but but like Kristen said, I mean, change change is normal. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the adults in the building are probably also feeling the same way, myself included. Sometimes, um, so to, to understand, I think to normalize, like you were saying, um, that that this is new and and change can be good. Mm-hmm. Um, so to to encourage talking, talking to them, whether or not they're seeing physical symptoms or or the student is complaining about anything, but just. Hey, how was your day? You know, tell me about some new friends you met. You know, what what did you learn today? Just to kind of get a little bit more information besides the, you know, how are you feeling kind of question.
1: Well, and to go off of that too, sometimes, you know, you get into if a student's waking up not wanting to get on the school bus or come to school, like that can be a slippery slope when attendance is concerned because, you know, if your child's not feeling well, obviously we want them to get well and come to school ready but we also if there is a root cause of anxiety that's causing the student not to want to come to school i think it's important for parents to reach out to us um, either us the school counselors or your administrators or your teachers and try to find out what's going on in the school day that could be maybe causing some of this stress anxiety and we can kind of jump in to
2: alleviate some of that how much of is it avoidance versus you know truly an illness right
0: so we're a couple weeks before school actually starts, so prior to returning. So what are things that students can do to prepare for their return to school?
2: So at, at the elementary level, um, and I have a student going into first grade here. So as a parent, as a counselor, um, is is get ready for that routine. Um, summer for us has not been very consistent as far as schedules go. Um, Staying up a little bit later, waking up a little bit later. So I know um, my son in particular, you know, getting that bedtime, you know, about a week before school begins, really, you know, pretend like school's happening tomorrow. So we're going to go to bed at this time, and we're going to wake up at this time. Um, I would think um, screen time, at least in my house, too, something that they're not going to be engaged in um, all day during school might need to back up with that a little bit. Um, and I guess just emphasizing the the routine, um, you know, whether that means picking out our clothes for tomorrow, tonight. Again, I know mm-hmm. that mornings can be crazy, at least in my house, and wanting everybody to be as calm as possible in the morning is really a good, um, good thing to shoot for. So any preparations the night before can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Daily routine is incredibly important, but I also
1: think like for, since I'm at the middle school level, you know, taking your child to like, if they're nervous about coming to the middle school or if they are a new seventh or eighth grade student, or even a rising sixth grade student, like bring them to school. Like they while the teachers may not be there currently, they'll be in, in the next few weeks. And, you know, I, I will be back on August 1st, and I'd be more than happy to let them just walk the school and play with a locker, because lockers can be an incredible, like, source of stress for the rising sixth graders, and, you know, I'm more than happy to, you know, walk them around, and I know at all of our other schools, too, if that is the source of stress, just becoming familiar with the school, and, you know, another thing that, you know, parents can help their children with is taking them and, and getting their supplies, and, you know, letting them choose their supplies because it helps foster that excitement um, about the new school year too.
0: I think that's a good point. So, in elementary school, parents they they see the need to bring their children to school and get them acclimated to the school. And so, as students might be getting a little older and starting to 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 declare their independence, say, "I don't need you. Mm-hmm. I don't need to. Mm-hmm. I don't need any of that." But I find that as you move to middle school and even to high school we're now talking about larger schools Mm -hmm. Um, we're not we're not walking with our class from class to class you have five minutes to get in some cases across a a and you have more
1: teachers and so i think what
0: happens for those students is that becomes a real stressful event for them because they want to do well Mm -hmm. right they don't want to get in trouble they don't want to miss class and so to to be able to become more acclimated to the school is is really important so thank you for sharing that absolutely how about parents so what what can parents do to help uh prepare students you talked a little bit about setting the r- routines yeah right. so getting up going to bed right. um breakfast mm-hmm. those kinds of things yeah homework what homework else can stations. parents do
2: um online registration i think is happening now um, mm-hmm. I know throughout the school year, keeping that phone number updated is crucial, um, be it a work number that changes or different cell phone provider or something, being able to have the school get in contact with the parent um, is, is so important. And sometimes those numbers mm-hmm. are out of service and, and can be really difficult to reach the parent. Um, at the same time, know how to contact the school. Um, certainly by email or phone, um, the school counselor, principal, teacher, whoever they feel comfortable, getting in touch with, um, we're all on the same team and that parent is, is the expert, um, you know, of their child. So to be able to work together and, and keep those communication lines open is, mm-hmm. is key.
1: Um, another thing is, you know, not only completing the online registration, cause that does eliminate some of the back and forth at the first week of school and trying to make sure all the paperwork is documented and this and that, but coming to our open house where you can meet your your students teachers and um, get to know them and get to know the other staff members and if you have questions you know everyone is there in the building then someone somewhere would be able to answer your questions you know or we can get you to the right person if you have a question and um, I think that's one of the biggest things you can do with your child because that right there being there supporting your child while they are working through the hallways and trying to find they get their schedule at least at the middle school they get their new schedule they've got to go around find their classes figure out which teacher is in which classroom and you know which electives they have and this and that Um, being there just to provide that emotional support for your child while they're kind of working through that can help you know going back to the anxiety piece can help alleviate alleviate a lot of that on the first week of school if they've worked through that with their parent
0: so you mentioned open house that is august 8th
2: one to uh, seven thursday
0: august 8th uh, from one to to seven at all of our schools we'll also have the following tuesday which is august 13th Mm -hmm. um, we'll have what's called a transition day and that is for Pre-K and kindergarten students in the elementary school, sixth graders at the middle school, ninth graders at the high school where they get to come, they get to ride the bus, uh, parents can bring them in at their normal time, so they have access to the building without all the other students. an incredible idea, I applaud Mm -hmm. Amherst County on that. Well, and so, um, that's uh, those are opportunities for you parents to to get your um, students plugged in uh, prior to school. Um, can I go back to Kristen? One of the points you made about uh, the kind of conversations mm-hmm. that parents have, uh, I, I, I understand the role that positive talk mm-hmm. has. Um, you know, and I and I understand this. Not everybody has positive experiences with mm-hmm. school. Not all parents have had positive experiences at school, but it is extremely important. To have positive discussions about school yes. for their children.
1: Yes, and I think focusing on the encouragement and focusing on the good things that are going to happen, and in the you know encouraging your child to get involved in activities. I know at our school, at Amherst Middle School, we offer you know the drama club. We have you know sports teams. We have all kinds of different things for students to get involved in to help. Um, expand their social circle and kind of feel at home and that's what we want we want these children to feel like our school is their home because it is their school and we all are there for them and we want to see them succeed and so helping them find something that they are passionate about is one of our goals and so if if the parents help encourage that um, you know any of the staff members are more than happy to, you know, help them find something that, you know, they love to do, whether it's a particular club on club day or an after-school activity or, you know, band or chorus or something like that. You know, we want them to find that, that piece. Or coming up with their own idea if it yeah. doesn't exist already. I yeah, that's fostering that, you know,
0: excitement and creative
1: creative creativity and, um, you know, just... Another thing that parents can do, I think, with that is, you know, if they're nervous about doing some of those things, like, help them work through it. Help them figure. If they don't know what they want to do, like, talk to them. Commun- you know, use that communication tool. Teach them how to advocate for something that they want and would like to do um, because that's a big, important piece that the middle school is learning for students to learn how to advocate for themselves as well. So the parents have a big part in that.
0: Yeah. So let's get to when they're actually back, mm-hmm. right? They get, they get back, uh, get a couple weeks in, and the newness wears off.
2: It will fly and by, and it
0: happens quickly. Yes, it does. Yes. Uh, the excitement wears off sometimes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so let's let's start talking about that time and oh. what can students and parents do to assure that the year continues in sure. a positive mm-hmm. manner.
2: Sure. Um, I think, like you said, you hit you hit the nail on the head. It it the shininess can wear off quickly um, for for teachers, for students, for parents, but we're in this for the long haul, and to be able to sustain the excitement and and continue um, you know the the success of, of the students, I think focusing on attendance is crucial. Um, so maybe to, to start preparing now, you know, go through the the calendar. It's it's on the website. Mm-hmm. Many schools maybe have emailed it or mailed it home. Um, you know, I know certain doctor's appointments and medical issues come up in our, you know, schedule those now for, for our non-school days, um, certain things like that. Um, I know certainly at the elementary level, um, reading and, and encouraging reading at home, um, either, you know, not just for homework, um, but but something for, for pleasure as well um, is, is key to, you know, keep their... Um, just their interests up. and in, mm-hmm.
0: and one of the things I think we're going to do as we move into the fall with this podcast. We're going to do some things like advice for helping children sustain reading mm-hmm. uh, reading at home, mm-hmm. those kinds of things that mm-hmm. uh, maybe can help parents. Sure. With the academic stuff when they get when they get home. Yeah,
2: and I know as you know in in the counseling world we use books and stories all the time to to help normalize experiences that that students are, are feeling um, or things that they're unsure about. Um, so even you know before school gets started and and continuing into the year, um, you know first day jitters and and things that mm-hmm. you know help them to process these feelings um, of excitement of nervousness of. Of dread of coming to school, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm.
0: So, at elementary school, there's there's there, the the excitement of school and the curiosity of school mm-hmm. uh, is still there mm-hmm. for a lot of our students. The middle school and the high school, it starts to wear off, and, and it wears off a lot quicker. And yes. so, what are some ways that that okay. parents can work with our our preteens and our teens yeah. to to keep them engaged?
1: So, I think keeping the students engaged is helping foster their creativity and you know their interest in the things and and one thing about middle school is we have a lot of different opportunities for students to become involved and foster their you know, their individual skills and their individual character traits and stuff that, you know, and start branching off into things that interest them, that, you know, we offer different things where, you know, a lot of times at elementary level, everybody kind of does the same thing. Everybody goes to gym, everybody goes to art, but the middle school, we are able to, while our sixth graders may do a nine weeks of each exploratory option, which is art, music, um, technology, and agriculture, um, as they... Get older and go into seventh and eighth grade every the eighth graders actually get to choose two of the four and spend more time you know working in those particular areas that may interest them and so we try to do different activities different enrichment activities that they can get involved in and come and participate in um, to kind of further their knowledge in an interest area um, but also um, sorry.
0: Well, to stay on that point, though, you know we have we have a real strong push to help our students when they leave here mm-hmm. be prepared to 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 go do the things that they really want to do. So yeah. it's not too early
1: no. in the middle in,
0: school and even the elementary school yeah, exploration but in the middle yep. school to start talking to your student about. Future plans,
1: and we do that. We do an academic and career plan. I try to do those with seventh graders, um, where we can we go online and we use different resources to explore different career areas. Um, and they kind of they do interest surveys and skill set surveys, and they kind of figure out what they're good at yeah. based on you know their answers that they provide, and that gives them an exploration route as well. And
0: and when they do that, they create relevance, mm-hmm. right? They they're able to attach. Some relevance to why in the world am I doing this math yes, problem? Yes, exactly. Well, some of your future plans might require. And some you to of them still ask, you know, why
1: are we doing this? Right. And that's a great question. <laughs> it's a great question, you know, because they may not know, you know, even based on some of the you know responses they get from these surveys they may look at them and say this is not really what i want to do and i said well that's okay it's also not what, knowledge <laughs> it's also it's it, it's broadening their horizon as to opportunities that are available for them in the future and you know a lot of them will say well i'm not going to high school yet why do i have to do this well just because we're not going to high school yet doesn't mean we can't talk about it right now so
0: okay so we hope that all students have a positive, wonderful, smooth transition back to school. We also understand that that probably is not going to happen for for everybody. So maybe we can talk, and we've talked about a few of the the things that are available at school as far as resources. Um, And so what are some resources that students and parents can access if they're having trouble Uh, transitioning back. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that we as a school division offer and then maybe beyond that Mm -hmm. what resources are in our community to help?
2: Sure. I'm gonna say the first contact you should have is the school counselor. Um, It's something that we see a lot of and and are trained to to help with. Um, The discussion between parent educator um, should involve the student at some point depending on what level they are Um, but to understand that the avoidance, um, you know, we like to move toward things that are pleasurable and away from things we don't like. So it's it's not uncommon for students to not want to get on the bus or to step into Miss So and So's class. Um, but in order to help them get into a routine that is is safe and satisfying for them, that's going to involve doing something they don't want to do. So to be on the same page as far as what is the plan for helping Dr. Arnold get into mm-hmm. Ms. Maddox's class. Um, I
1: think communication is a huge piece. And, you know, anytime a parent, you know, has a concern, I just encourage them to reach out to the school, whether, you know, like Lauren said earlier, calling the school counselor or contacting the principal or, um, you know, our system principal, with someone in the school, whether it's a teacher by email, phone, something, you know, we want to do everything we can to ensure the success of, you know, your child. And sometimes things happen that, you know, the parents are the first ones to hear about it. We don't always know every single thing that happens in a school day. So if there's ever anything that comes up that you want us to be aware of or may need some assistance with, please, you know, call us because we want to, you know, foster that relationship not only with the child but with the parents as well. Um, because positive relationships is the foundation of, you know, everything. everything. <laughs> well, so. I'm glad y'all,
0: y'all, y'all are talking about that, because that is one of the real focus areas that we're going to have in Amherst County, uh, to, to start to really focus on building relationships, whether it's with, with children in the, in the classroom or uh, with parents at home, Because we don't always know and you as parents don't always know Mm -hmm. how or who even the the child's going to reach out Mm -hmm. and, and confide in. And so if we have those relationships going back and forth. The, the real goal is not to let anybody kind of fall through right. the crack and miss miss what's going on in their lives. And so I just urge parents because we're gonna be asking our staff to to do a lot of work and trying to build those relationships mm-hmm. and reaching out, mm-hmm. but I want you to feel comfortable as parents to to reach out to us. It is our job uh, to to assist you in and helping Uh, your child um, be successful here at school and so I think that uh, they're right our counselors are 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 the first line one of the first lines of of defense in this but also your your classroom Mm -hmm. teacher so your student's teacher please try to uh, set a relationship up with with those folks Uh, they they know a lot about your they your, see your, them in a lot of adult. different lights,
2: absolutely. And
0: so um, we just really encourage both our, our professionals in the school building and parents at home to, to really work together to try to, 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 try to help uh, the, the students grow as they move through school
2: you um, you mentioned resources and certainly the the emotional aspect um, the school counselors also currently um, have a lot of physical tangible resources so if something like school supplies or eyeglasses or food um, mm-hmm. are, are you know certain necessities that that come with needing to be prepared to learn um, if those are things that that your family is in need of um, don't hesitate to contact us about those as well. Okay.
0: Is there anything else that we... I mean, there are lots of things, obviously, that we might not have covered, but is there anything that uh, you feel the need to, to kind of get out there before we, we finish off?
2: I think something in, in the last couple of years, just being at Central, that, that I've noticed... Um, I mean, education starts at birth, you know, before.
0: Right.
2: Um, but as far as when students actually walk into our buildings, um, every minute of that school day is is important. And certainly as we know in, in the world of work you know you have your hours and you're there and that's the expectation so um, what what I try to communicate with with families and students is um, how important attendance is and and every minute of every day that that student is learning something um, so just to, to prioritize attendance and if, if again there are barriers to getting to school um let us know there are things that we can help with there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly, you know, leaving 10 minutes early every day might not seem, you know, like a big deal, but when it's 10 minutes of math, that, that equals 50 minutes a week. That equals, right. you know, do the math. Right. So to, you know, as, as long as they're they're healthy um, to have them there. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. And I would just, you know, like to say how, you know, I understand as a parent myself, how hard it is to leave my child with someone every day and, I know how important it is for a parent to feel the need to trust the people that your child is with. And I just want to you know, put this out there that every staff member that I've had the pleasure of working with within Amherst County Public Schools, I can say without a doubt that it we are grateful that you trust us with your children every day. Um, And it is a pleasure, you know, that we get to work with them and build relationships with them and get to know them over the course of the years that they're within our schools. And, you know, we just want to see them succeed. And if there's anything that we can do, even if I can't do it physically for you, I will find somebody that can help you. And um, I can say that I know every other staff member will do the same within their power too. So...
0: So I want to thank both of you guys for, for taking some time uh, during your summer vacation to, to, to kind of help um, help families get ready because it is coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are, uh, we talked about some of the negatives of, of and how to deal with those, but we're very excited about the school year. It's always exciting. Um, we, th- we think it's going to be great, uh, but we want to make sure that uh, you as parents have the appropriate resources for when things aren't going great. Exactly. And we have... As you can tell, we have two great counselors here, but we have uh, a team of counselors uh, in each building that uh, do a fantastic job with, with students. We have caring adults, uh, teachers, administrators, uh, everybody in our building. Uh, their, their job is to take care of children, and that's what they've committed their, their lives and careers mm-hmm. to, and so just know that help is there if you need it. Uh, but we do want to wish everybody the best of luck as they return to school. And I uh, want to thank my two guests for, You're for very joining welcome. me thank again. Thank you for having us. You're very welcome. And for everyone that listened thank you for for, for listening to me today and our, our show and everybody have a great day. <laughs>